Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hey, we're going to be opening up the Word together. So if you have your Bibles with you, when you open up to Exodus chapter 3, we're going to go to the Old Testament this morning, and we're going to talk about the story of Moses, and then specifically the moment where God is speaking to him through the burning bush. I don't know about you, but I would have been shocked and probably ran the other direction if I saw a burning bush that didn't burn up completely and started talking to me. But, you know, Moses decides to decipher that this is actually a holy moment. It's actually God communicating to him. We're going to read about it, starting in verse 7 here. It says, Then the Lord told him, I've certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I've heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I'm aware of their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Parasites, Hivites, mosquito bites, all of the ites now live. Verse 9, look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now go, everyone say go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? Verse 12, God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. I love that he, he's bringing it around full circle in that moment. You'll be coming back here and you'll be praising me. I love that. So today we're going to continue our series of purpose. So we're doing part two of purpose and I love that we started this just a few weeks ago. I love that Pastor Matt mentioned that we're not wasted space and we're not wasting our time by being here, that there's actually purpose in living on this earth because we have a creator that designed it that way. He created each of us. And we're gonna talk about that more this morning. And I believe that he has created us with purpose in mind, amen? So we're gonna pray together and believe for God to move in these next few moments. God, we just thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're in the room. Holy Spirit, thank you that you've moved in worship. We just ask that you continue to move right now, that you would soften hearts, that you would comfort us, that you would help us, but strengthen us through the power of your word today, that we would gain better guidance on what this next step looks like in our life. God, we thank you that you're guiding us. Thank you that we don't experience a cool experience in church. We actually encounter you. We want an encounter from you, Holy Spirit. So we ask that right now in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Well, 2012 was an amazing year for me. And uh, I went to a missions trip to uh, Haiti. And it was such a beautiful opportunity for me to go and, and help out with an orphanage. And I was with my college ministry. And um, one young lady that was there was Mallory, who is now my wife. And at the time, we were just friends. 
but I wanted to be more than friends. Um, after a while, you know, throughout that week, I just found myself, you know, helping out with the kids. We were planting trees for this orphanage. We were doing like a little church service for the kiddos. And during worship, I was like, you know, bless the Lord on my soul. Oh, my soul. She's gonna be my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was half worshiping, half like, she's really cute. She's very, very cute. And at the end of the trip, I decided to take things further and, and we started dating. And, you know, after a while, I was like, wait a minute, I want to go to the next step. I want her to be my girlfriend. I feel like God is leading me to that step to spend the rest of my life with this woman. And that was a step of faith. And I was just believing that God was leading me. And, um, you know, I decided the way I was going to ask her to be my girlfriend was I was going to cook her a home cooked meal. So I decided to do Chinese food, and I had never cooked Chinese food in my whole life, and I don't know why I chose that challenge particularly, but, you know, I went all out, though, guys. I, did, I didn't go halfway. I went all the way. I, I put soy sauce on the veggies. I made some grilled chicken. Um, what's that? Soy sauce? I don't know. Did I say soy sauce correctly? I don't know. Um, chicken. I made yum yum sauce from scratch. How many of you know that that pink sauce from Yamada's is a blessing from the Lord? Literally, God parted the clouds and dropped yum yum sauce everywhere. And I was just like, thank you, Lord. I found the recipe online after hunting and hunting. You know, this was before Pinterest was popular. So I had to hunt the internet. Finally found the recipe, made the yum yum sauce. Earlier that day, I went to a Chinese restaurant and I got fortune cookies for dessert. And my idea was to grab one of those fortune cookies before the evening, and I actually grabbed tweezers, pulled that fortune out of the cookie, and I cut out my own piece of paper and wrote down, will you be my girlfriend? And I carefully placed it back in that cookie, closed the bag, and from that moment on, I was so eager for dessert, right? I could care less about dinner and the meal. I just wanted to get to dessert. And uh, we finally finish up our meal, and I'm happy, Mal's happy, and I was like, but wait, there's more. We have dessert. And she's just like, oh, okay, cool. What do we have for dessert? And I said, I got us fortune cookies. And I'll never forget the response from Mal. She said, fortune cookies? I hate fortune cookies. <laughs> and immediately I started sweating, and I was pale in the face. I was like, what? I'm sorry, what? She's like, yeah, I just, I've never liked fortune cookies. I'm like, okay. Well, we're going to have fortune cookies for dessert still, <laughs> and um, you should like it. I promise you're going to like this one, and I, I had to debate with her for like five minutes, and after a while, I was like, just eat the cookie, woman. <laughs> Here, and she's just like, oh, you're so weird. Why are you sweating? Like, you're so nervous and stuff. Whatever, fine, I'll eat the cookie, and she ate it, and eventually she opened it up. She ate it, and Immediately, she just went sprinting around the house like, shut up, shut up. No, no, Christopher, are you kidding me? Stop it, 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 stop it. And I was like, what does that mean? Is that a yes? Like, is that no? And eventually, she came back around and was like, hey. She's like, yes, I'm going to be your girlfriend. So um, obviously, there's some humor in that story, but I say all of that and share because I could have easily uh, sat in fear and allowed that to cripple me and not step out in faith, what I felt like God was leading me to do. But instead, I actually trusted God instead of trusting my fear. Hear me this morning. We always have two options, right? And I stepped out and trusted God, and 
And I really felt like God was calling me down this path to spend the rest of my life with this woman. And, and now we have a little girl, and it's amazing, and, and I'm celebrating God for it. But I think that we all come encounter with these situations in life, and we have an opportunity, right? And I'm believing that as we continue this message today, that we're going to understand greater what it is that God has us called to, this purpose, this this purpose-driven life that he is calling us to. And I want to just give us a couple points this morning on how to remain in, on mission, but also to fulfill our God-given purpose. So if you're taking notes, you can write point one down. Point one is we need to go when he says go. We need to go when he says go. So operating in the plan that God has called us to looks like surrendering to his will, right? There's surrender and there's obedience involved in this. We can't go if we're not fully surrendered, right? I'd love for you to write this down. Surrender cannot take place where trust is absent. So it involves our trust in God. That's square one. And I think that, you know, all of us can get to a point where it's definitely useful to take inventory of our own life and ask the question, have I surrendered every single part of my life over to God? Or do I actually have one foot in and one foot out? It's a pretty interesting question. But I think it's good for all of us to, to take inventory of our own lives. Actually, okay, why is there fear present? Oh, fear, there, fear is present because I haven't surrendered that over to the Lord. So we have two options. We're going to trust fear or we can trust God. And I know that trusting God, I'm convinced by what we were singing this morning, right? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So as I've trusted God in the past, I know he's going to do it again. Amen? Can I get a witness this morning if you're thankful that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? He's faithful because he's a father that cares for his children. We are his children, and he's a faithful father. So we can go when he says go. And we see that Moses, he was having a hard time with that. God was telling him, hey, I'm calling you out to, to do this task for me, for my glory. And, and he was struggling with the ask. So we're going we're gonna to read about this. So Exodus 3, verse 10, God is calling Moses to go. Now go, for I am sending you to, to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. God was calling Moses on assignment, but intertwined with that was the purpose that God had for him. But the story continues, right, because Moses is having trouble. He's protesting to God, and he's wanting answers to his questions. He's, he's becoming over-anticipated, so he's, he's just trying to plan everything out before he steps out. And how many of you know it doesn't work that way? As much as we'd like to have all the details before we step out in faith, it doesn't work that way. I know for me, I'm a details person. Like, I want to make sure that I do a good job. So if you can provide every single detail, if it's 100 pages, it's cool. I'll read it, you know? But it doesn't work that way when it comes to faith and our purpose. Sometimes God calls us out, and he's asking us to trust before we have everything figured out on our end. But it's interesting because I think we can relate to Moses' story, and I think oftentimes the Bible is really a mirror, and it shows us in other people's stories. And I see myself in Moses. And you see, throughout this scripture, he gives five excuses. And I think sometimes we can give similar excuses. And I want to just bring this to the surface 
again, so that we can take inventory as a church family and see if there are things that we need to adjust in our own lives so that we can better be on purpose. But I wanted to give you just some of the Bible references of his five excuses. We don't have time to read them right now, but I'd love for you to write them down so you can look at them later. But the five excuses were in Exodus 3.11, 3.13, 4.1, 4.10, 4.13. And I'll summarize each one. But the first one, the first excuse was that he was telling God that he didn't feel capable. He didn't feel able to actually complete this task that was before him. The second was, one was that he didn't feel like he had all the answers. The third one was that he didn't feel like he had the authority or the position to follow through. The fourth one was that he wasn't good with his words. He wasn't a public speaker. And then the last one was that he didn't feel qualified. And I personally can relate with that last one, not feeling qualified. But I want to encourage you, if you've felt that in your life, that God qualifies the unqualified. He calls us out, and he uses us for his glory. doesn't matter what we are limited in, because he makes things that are impossible possible, and he uses his children. How kind of our God that he actually involves us in the story that he's creating. He's the author and the finisher of our faith, and he includes us. And it's so good, but he's calling us to go. Are we going to give excuses or are actually we going to step out in faith and go? You know, I was reading an article about a man, a Frenchman named Adolfo Kaminsky. And uh, after his mother was killed by the Nazis in 1941, he actually joined the French resistance at age 17. He spent most of World War II in an underground laboratory forging passports for the Jewish community so that they could escape the Nazis. So he was with a team of people, and he wrote this in his book. I wanted to read just a, a quote from his book. It says, I'll always remember our biggest request for documents, 300 children in three days. It wasn't possible. I had to stay awake as long as possible, fight against sleep. The math was simple. In one hour, I made 30 fake documents. If I slept for one hour, 30 people would die. My biggest fear was making a technical mistake, any little detail that might escape me. On every document rests the life or death of a human being. So I worked, worked, worked until I passed out. When I woke up, I kept working. We couldn't stop. He worked for two straight days, and he was actually able to complete the request. And I think it's beautiful that he decided to push through and persevere, even though he had never experienced any type of request like this before. It was the largest one. And he could have easily, like we were talking about earlier, said, actually, no, I can't do this, and find many excuses, like I don't want to risk, you know, ruining someone's life, basically. I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to sit in fear. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to let someone else do it. But instead, he said, I'm going to try. And I think that's beautiful. And the encouragement for us is how much more true is it with us in our relationship with God, right? We have God on our side. If God calls us out, we don't have to bring an excuse before him. We can be reminded of that moment, no matter what the opposition looks like, come on, somebody, that our God is faithful, that he's for us, he's involved in our lives, and he's supporting us through everything because he is our strong tower. 
So it might seem impossible, again, but he makes the things that are impossible possible in Jesus' name. So when he calls us out, remember who's calling you out, the creator of the universe. He created you. He loves you. And every purpose and plan, the truest purpose and plan for our lives is found in relationship with him. So when he says go, we can go. Proverbs 16, verse 3, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. So as you live this life for Jesus, he will reveal this plan, this purpose for your life more and more, but he'll make sure that your plans succeed because of who you're living for, right? So let's go when he says go. Secondly, let's allow our gifts to actually be a witness. You know, we talked about a few weeks ago, Pastor Matt did an amazing job mentioning the fact that we have all been given gifts and hallelujah that we're not all the same, that every gift is uniquely different and God designed it that way for our benefit. Can you imagine if everyone could sing? No one would want to sing anymore. I wouldn't want to hear anyone sing if everyone could just sing. I'm so glad that it's varied, right? We all have different gifts and we can actually allow those gifts to be a witness to other people that show the love of Christ, to actually show that living a life for Jesus is worth it. And as you, you use your gift and operate in it, you can give God the glory because of it. So in this scripture, we see in the main passage of Moses' story, he's continuing to have a hard time, right? He's giving these excuses. And I wanted to read another section of it in chapter four of Exodus. Starting in verse one, it says, but Moses protested again, what if they don't believe me or listen to me? What if they say, the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what is that in your hand? Everyone circle verse two. What is that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, really has appeared to you. So hear me this morning. There wasn't anything special about this wooden stick. There wasn't anything special about the staff. But what's special is the one that was working through that staff and, more importantly, through Moses' life. So my question for you is, what does God put in your hand? And I want to encourage you to discover that if you don't know what it is. What gift does he put in your hand? And for Moses, we see that, yes, he, he lived an honorable life by being a great leader and all of these things, but he trusted God. And at the end of the day, that was truly the gift that he was able to, to share and witness and, and be a witness for others. That was his evangelism in a way. His ability to trust God, it took him a while to get there, but once he got there, it impacted so many other people. We see that, you know, throughout Scripture, Moses used that staff to do even more miracles, right? We read about it, him parting the Red Sea. And I think it's beautiful that Moses' ability to trust God was truly the gift that was a witness to other people, to the Israelites that actually walked through. Can you imagine walking through the center of the Red Sea and be able, being able to get on the other side? and to actually escape how thankful they would have been, but how willing they would have been to worship the one that caused that miracle 
through Moses. But it wasn't always, it wasn't only like a witness to the Israelites. It was a, a witness of God's glory to the Egyptians as well. All around, it was a witness to others of who God was. So we can go when he tells us to go. We can really just believe and, and be reminded that our gifts that God has given us, they're, they're a way to witness to other people. Maybe it's not a staff in your hand. Maybe it's a desire to start an organization to help the homeless in our city. Maybe it's actually to start a business that you've always wanted to start. I don't want to ask you what's holding you back. Because God has clearly put something in your hand. And you can step out in faith because he's involved in that step. He establishes our steps, right? We learned that a couple weeks ago. So he is going to be with you and support you in that decision that you step out in faith. So we can use that witness. We can use our gifts as a witness. And thirdly, this morning, if you're taking notes, living for God is the best life that we could ever live, right? We're talking about purpose. And the truest purpose that we could ever find is in a relationship with Jesus. And it's the best life that we could ever live because we're, we're operating in and going through a relationship that we were always meant to have. Does that make sense? With the living God. I want to focus more on God's agenda for my life than my own agenda. And through that, we discover that our life gets bigger and bigger and more exciting and more abundant. And I want to read Ephesians 3, verse 20, which is really a banner verse for our church. But to now, now to him to his Abe. Sorry about, let me back up. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. I was telling a friend one time, I remember we were at the exchange on a Tuesday night, and uh, he was communicating me his dreams and desires for his life. And I'm like, the best thing about it is that God wants to outdream your dreams. And that's, he'll far exceed your expectations. It's in his nature to do that. So that's the beauty behind it as we re- just rediscover that maybe this morning, that we can actually step out and trust him and know that the best life we could ever live is in relationship with him because that's where our purpose is found. We, found our, we find our purpose in a name. His name is Jesus. And it's the best life that we can live. And Moses was on that journey of discovering that, of trusting him and realizing that. Wanted to read just one more part of this story of Moses in Exodus 4, starting in verse 10. Again, he's, he's pleading with God, and God is pleading with him. Verse 10, it says, But Moses pleaded with the Lord, O Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. Verse 11, Then the Lord asked Moses, Who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, or hear, do not hear, see, or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Verse 12, now go. I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. Such an amazing passage of scripture. I think for all of us, you know, if we're to think about this, even from a bird's eye view, for someone that might be in the room that has no reference to faith, I want to just encourage you that 
living a life for Jesus actually makes sense because he is the creator of life itself. He created you in your mother's womb. He knows every hair that's on your head. He has a beautiful plan and purpose for your life, not plans to harm, but plans to prosper because he is the creator and we are his creation. That's why it's the best life that we could ever live. And Moses needed that reminder. Wait a minute. You're thinking about how there's a lack in your life. You're thinking about how you're not the best public speaker, but who designed your mouth? Maybe there's someone in here and you feel like one of the giftings is to use your mouth, maybe your voice, maybe to sing, maybe to speak. But you need that reminder that Moses needed. Wait a second. Okay, just because you're you're experiencing fear or opposition, that doesn't mean that I'm not with you. It doesn't mean that I created that very gift that you have or that part of your body that I'm gonna use for my glory. So be encouraged today. It's the best life that we could ever live in relationship with him. So we can go when he calls us out to go. We can surrender. We can allow our gifts to be a witness. But we can also be reminded that a life with Jesus is the best life to live in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? We're gonna pray together. I'm not sure if you identify with a specific gift in your life that you feel like God has called you to, but I'd love to pray for those that maybe you're here and you haven't been able to to really find that gift or discover it. I'm gonna pray for you and believe for God to illuminate that gift to you that you can run with and use for his glory. Maybe you've operated in a gift that he's given to you in the past. And if you're honest, it's dormant right now. You haven't been operating in it. I'm gonna pray that God would just spark just a newness to that gift and that you would actually move forward and start working through that gift again. But let's pray together. Jesus, no matter where people are at this morning, God, for those that maybe not are not able to identify with a gift, God, I pray that you would give them one. God, I pray that you would illuminate the way that you want um, to be worshiped through that gift and honored through that gift, God. Right now, I thank you that you're, you're dropping ideas in people's hearts right now and minds. And for those that maybe have given up on a gift for whatever reason, maybe they got discouraged or they felt like they, they got distracted by other things in life, God, I pray that you would bring that gift back up to the surface that they'd be able to, to see it and be able to walk forward into the future, honoring you through that gift, God. But Lord, right now, for anyone that maybe needs to surrender, we speak surrender in every part of our lives over to you, God. We say yes and amen to what you have for us, God. We wanna obey you, God. I pray that we would be honored, that, we, that you would be honored through our lives, God. And we love you. We pray that you bless your people right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's keep worshiping. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.